Hey guys, I'm excited we finally have a name for the podcast. We're calling this The Other Side of Fear. And I'm so pumped about this because I've taken some time to really focus on the message that I want to, you know, portray, what really helped me get to this point. And the core of everything is fear. I always say that if I had known what was on the other side of the fear, I would have done this a long time ago. I didn't know that there was anything. I didn't know I was living in fear. I didn't even recognize how afraid I was. So I'm really pumped to just keep putting out content and keep sharing the truth and encourage you guys. There is life on the other side. You don't have to live in pain and fear forever. You can make a decision and you can learn how to get out of it just like I did. I'm not unique. I'm not special. I just made a decision that I was done with fear and I was done with suffering. I didn't even know the extent to which I was suffering until I found freedom. And now I am so passionate about sharing this with you guys because it is so freeing and I truly feel like I'm walking in this God-given life and blessing and it's just amazing. So I look forward to keep putting more podcasts out there and thank you for tuning in. Subscribe and follow me on my journey. So today I'm going to keep talking about fear but I'm going to come at it from a little bit of a different angle because fear is such a broad term and it can mean so many different things to so many people. Obviously fear is fear, but the relationship we have with fear is so unique and different. Um, Like I've had different feelings towards fear in different areas of my life and different circumstances that have come up. So I want to share with you guys the more recent breakthrough that I've had um, with fear and It's funny because you think that you face one traumatic event or you, you know, own your part in a certain area of your life and then you're free and then you just open up to love and everything is miracles and like unicorns and rainbows, but it's not. The reality is we face fear every single day. And if we don't know how to push the fear back and open up to love, then we are paralyzed. I was absolutely paralyzed by my fear. Every decision I made was from fear because I didn't know any other way. I literally thought that God spoke to me through my fear. My discernment was this pit in my stomach. And every time I would feel this pit of dread in my stomach, I felt like that was the voice of God. And it was so messed up because my association with God was fear. And I had this big breakthrough and this big revelation. And I was so afraid to bring it to light because I was so afraid of, I guess, what was on the other side of it. I was so afraid that it was a slippery slope that I was going to never be able to come back from. And so I pushed it off for so long. And then it finally came to the point where I had to face it. I had to decide what I believed. And as I'm coaching women and I'm putting this content out there, I'm faced every day with what do I believe and why do I believe it? And where am I getting my truth from? So there's no way I can fake it. There's no way I can come on here and be like, oh my gosh, you guys are so beautiful. Like all of this stupid yogi nonsense that these fucking quote unquote healers are putting out there or these you know, motivational speakers like you got this, you got, I'm not doing that. I'm here to fucking speak the truth. But in order for me to speak the truth, I have to be honest with myself. So I'm bringing it from this raw, real, authentic place for you guys. And I know that you'll relate to it because it's fucking real. And everybody, if you're honest with yourself, you'll fucking relate because everybody goes through this shit. So my big thing that I broke through was this 
I was associating God with sickness and death. And so I couldn't break through in certain areas with healing because I couldn't open up to love and I couldn't figure out why. I'm like, why am I blocked here? Why am I not seeing the fruit? You know, and this is the reality. If you're not seeing the fruit of something that you think you believe, then you don't actually believe it. And as Christians, we're so good at this Christian lingo, like, oh, I'm praying for you. Oh, I just believe that God's healing me. Oh, like I hear it all the time and it's just drama and it's just nonsense. You can say it till you're blue in the face. You can stand on top of a mountain and scream that you fucking believe something, but until you see it manifest in your life, that is not what you believe. You are blocking it because you don't actually believe it. So I'm faced with that every fucking day. If I don't have exactly what I want, exactly what I know God promises me, then I know that I'm blocking it. And then I have to dig in deeper. Why am I blocking this? So I was seeing that I'm not, I'm not seeing the result of the belief of healing and the belief of certain things in my life. So I really was forced to dig down deep and figure out, you know, what was going on there. And the other thing was the big breakthrough realization that propelled me to actually dig deeper and to actually face my shit finally was my whole life was saying the things that I was taught in church. I was basically regurgitating the information I was taught in church and I latched on to that so strongly because it was safe. It was safe. I knew people would back me up. I knew that I wasn't alone. I knew that it was a generally well-accepted concept. So I latched onto it and that became my identity. But then when that started to not work in my life and it started not produce fruit and not produce life. And I was forced to reevaluate and I was forced to look at my life and just totally re-examine my beliefs. I recognized that that shit wasn't working for me. So I chose to go down a different avenue. I was so heart and soul connected to my coach that I hired immediately because I recognized, I just recognized the truth in this pure, innocent, loving truth. And I, I'm like, I'm gonna try this. I don't even know what I'm getting myself into. I literally like had a conference call with her and I didn't even know if she was a coach. I didn't know if she had a program. I didn't know anything. And I was like, I'm prepared to pay her $5,000. That was like my limit. I And I had, didn't even know if I was gonna have to pay her. I mean, I assumed I was. I had no clue. I had no clue what she taught. I just knew that she had what I wanted and she was radiating this truth and this love. So I went all in. I was so fucking desperate. I was literally suicidal. I was so desperate. I was finally at the point where I recognized that that was all because of decisions that I made, but I had no clue how to get out of it. So I entered into her program and my life completely changed. Everything changed. I was manifesting miracles right away. I was becoming this person that it was always been inside of me. And the crazy thing about the about it was I couldn't connect how that truth that I was feeling, that truth that I was experiencing was connected to the truth that I knew, you know, from God and Jesus and the Christian upbringing that I had. You know, I had some good foundational things that I had brought with me from my upbringing, but I was just, I had to compartmentalize it because I couldn't connect it. It was too hard for me at the time. So I went all in into her program and just went full force into these tools and these strategies and it fucking worked. It worked. And then I got to the point where I knew my calling was to speak to women in the church because that was my experience that I had, that I had just broken through. And I knew that I had a passion for calling out the truth and bringing love to these hurting women, but I was blocking it because I couldn't, and I didn't know why. I didn't know why I was blocking it. I didn't know why I was so afraid. So I had been cycling back and forth for several months about why I was afraid. And then finally I recognized that I was 
the content that I was putting out, it was what I believed to be true, but it wasn't through my own filter. It was through the filter of my coach. So everything that she had taught me, I was spewing back out and it was, it was authentic. I believed it, but it wasn't through my own filter. It wasn't something that I didn't take what she taught me, mixed it up, made it my own, and then taught other people. And that's what you need to do because I have to, I want to be giving you my authentic self, not somebody else's authentic self. I heal the world by being myself and connecting with God and being Emily and being embodied in who I am and sharing that with you. We are all unique and we're all special. So as long as I was putting out her content, it doesn't matter if it was true or not. It was hurting the world. It was hurting me. So I was finally faced with, I have no choice now. I've gotten this far into coaching. I have no choice now, but to really create my own belief system here because I couldn't, you know, at first I could share her content, but then I'm like, I have my own clients, so I can't just be sharing her stuff with my clients. I might as well hire her as a coach. So I really had to get in the pain and figure out what was happening. And I recognized after I got into the pain that I was harboring and that I didn't want to ever go into, I recognized that I was so afraid that God would leave me if I went too far. So I blocked out the church. I I shut down any conversation. I didn't want to have conversations about theology. I didn't want to have conversations about my belief. And it wasn't because I wasn't firm in what I believed. It's because I was afraid that if I opened back up to it, I was going to find that on the other side of it, God had left me and there was no coming back. You know, you talk about the prodigal son and he, you know, he left and came, but he came back and the father was there with open arms. But the whole concept behind that is he came back. So essentially the way I looked at it was, okay, I can leave what my beliefs, but if I don't come back to those exact beliefs, I'm too far gone and God's not going to be there. And I knew I wasn't going to go back to those beliefs. So I didn't know what to do with that. I didn't know where to go with that. But I knew that what I was practicing and experiencing and teaching was the truth. And it is so loving. Like, I manifested the most loving relationship I could ever imagine. My kids are happier than they've ever been. I'm doing shit that I never thought I could do. My clients are breaking through shit that I never thought I would be able to teach women to do. So I'm seeing these massive miracles and I'm just so fucking happy. Like, and it's not this like, oh, my life is perfect. I'm happy. It's just fucking like peace and joy and unconditional love. And when I don't feel that, when I'm, when I'm faced with fear and I'm faced with things, I have the tools to to push through it. So it's not like I'm just all like, you know, glittery and happy and sunshiny all the time. It's this reality of like, I'm living in this real world and I'm learning how to step into who God created me to be and call in the miracles and call in the blessing and push back the fear and the pain. And I couldn't connect that to my upbringing with the church and I didn't know why. And so now I'm seeing that I associated God with being abandoned. And in this breakthrough that I had, so there was this movie that I watched and I had to be really young when I watched it. Um, And I will never forget it. It was called The Secret Garden. And it was one of my, like such a dark movie, but it was one of my favorites. And there was this scene where this little girl and she was probably two years old and they, her and her mom were dancing around in this field of flowers and just twirling and spinning and then her mom started walking away from her and she was holding out her arms and she was crying and she was begging for her mom to come back and her mom never came back and that was my worst fear after that was that I was going to be abandoned that I was going to be alone because that little girl became an orphan and she was alone 
And I look at myself as a child and I think, and that is a perfect depiction of how I felt. I felt alone. So I had to latch onto something that would protect me and keep me safe. And the only thing that would keep me safe that was a sure thing is if I believed the exact same things as my parents, as my family, as my church, as my surroundings. I had to believe that because if I didn't, I was going to be alone because everybody in my circle believed the same things. And I believed that God was that way. I believed that if I walked away, if I went too far in one direction, he was not going to be there. And I was so afraid of being alone, I didn't know. So then I latched onto my coach's teachings, and then I realized I'm hiding behind people. I'm hiding behind the church. I'm hiding behind my coach. I'm hiding because I am so afraid to fully jump in and to fully step into this amazing fucking person that I know I am. Like I, when my soul is in my body and I'm fully embodied, I am just this amazing, powerful, unique individual. And I was so afraid to be that person because I was afraid that nobody would accept me because my experience growing up was that nobody accepted me for who I truly was. So I became this other person. And that's how you know, that was the program that my parents were given from their parents was that nobody was going to accept them for who they truly were. So they had to become somebody else. So I latched onto this idea that God would always be there for me and he would always protect me if I believed in these things. The problem with that is every Christian in all denominations, they believe different things. So Catholics believe different things than Pentecostal Christians, non-denominate, whatever. There's so a million different denominations of Christianity and they all believe different things, yet they're so dogmatic and cl- they cling so hard to what they believe because it's safe and because they think that God is... they're in this like grace and mercy bubble and that God's not on the outside of that. And so they're so judgmental and they're so mean and they're so crazy towards people that are on the outside of it, but that's a reflection of their fear. So as I stepped into this calling and into this new person and this like sharing the, the truth in these teachings, I had people literally say, Emily is in the occult. She's in the new age movement. Her life is a mess saying terrible things about me, mentors, people that I consider to be like second parents to me saying these things. And it was like somebody stabbed me in the soul. It was like my worst nightmare because I thought if I stepped into something that was considered new age or a cult, that God wouldn't be there to protect me. So I would never, I never even did yoga. I never did any of that stuff because I was so afraid because there wasn't a grace net. There wasn't any mercy. There was nothing. God wasn't there. God wasn't, he was, you were too far gone. And so as I have broken through this, I'm like, I have known the whole time that God has been with me. I didn't know how to explain it to other people. I just knew it was true. And I just latched onto this idea and this feeling and the, the all the knowing in my soul that God is with me. And I've just been chucking along and like jumping. And so I feel like this, I, I don't want to call it my last leap because you never know when things are going to come up, but I couldn't make this big jump into my coaching and into opening my arms to women in the church because I was afraid that I was going to take them down the wrong path. That's just the truth. But why was I so afraid of taking women down the path of freedom and joy and love and peace and abundance? I was afraid because I had been taught that God wouldn't show up. And so my fears were being manifested or were being filtered. You know, everything I was saying was being filtered through this fear. I was protecting myself. I was keeping myself safe. Well, guess what? I'm jumping all fucking in. There's no safety net. I am just 
free falling, knowing in my heart and soul that God is going to protect me and God is going to guide me. And I am like putting all of my eggs in a basket and just being super raw and saying uncomfortable shit and telling you what I know and what I don't know. And I am going to connect the truth as best as I can. And there's just so many things that we don't know. So my basic foundation of what I believe is if you believe something about God, but the core and the base of it is fear, then it is not the truth. And it doesn't matter if what you're saying is correct. If it's being filtered through your own fear, then it is not truth. It's not love. So you can say that Jesus healed you on the cross, but if you're saying, please heal me, please, blah, 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 all this stuff, like this panic and this desperation, then what you're saying you believe is actually the base of it is fear. The fear is you don't think he actually did what he did and you don't think you're going to see that. So that's not love and that's not God. So I don't care if you're saying the exact correct things. If it's being filtered through pain and fear, it's not doing anything but hurting you and hurting the world. And so I'm sifting through the things that I learned growing up and connecting them with the foundation of truth. It's like this like Velcro mat. I'm the mat and I'm like, Oh, that belief, okay, come Velcro on to me. I'll take you with me. I'll take, oh, that was bullshit, leaving that behind. So one of the big things that sparked this for me too was, and I haven't really been following any of the news and any of the media stuff, and especially in the Christian sphere because I just can't handle the bullshit. But I recognized I had been hearing these stories of these um, Christian leaders renouncing their faith. So I texted a friend of mine. I was like, what's going on with that? And I started researching it. And I'm reading their posts and their they're fucking desperate for a nugget of truth and love. But the point is they're not getting it in the church. These people have been in the church. These people, and then all the Christians are fucking coming at them with spears saying, believe what we believe or you're going to go to hell and you're never going to come back. And oh, but we're praying for you and we're waiting for you with open arms for when you come back. Well, what if what they find doesn't line up with what you're what you believe, then it's just not true. Then it's just not love. There's just this arrogance and this dogmatic certitude in the church. And it is based out of fear. God forbid that what people find on the other side of the fear is actual freedom, is actual love. And I'm here to tell you it is. I'm here to tell you that life on the other side is so fucking beautiful and you don't have to live in anxiety and depression and eating disorders and all of these terrible fucking things and these terrible marriages. Like I couldn't even admit that I was fucking miserable in my marriage because I was so fucking afraid to be rejected by the church. I was afraid to fuck my life was going to fall apart. Well, guess what? It fell apart. There was no grace. There's no fucking room for that in the church. And it's just not okay. We have to give room to for people to walk things out for themselves, but we but as a church, it's like you can't give room to other people and give grace to other people that you don't give to yourself. So if you don't give yourself freedom, there's no way you're gonna give other people freedom. We judge people through the the exact way that we judge ourselves. So if the things you are saying towards other people, that's the conversation that you're having towards yourself. I was so judgmental of people because I was so judgmental of myself. And now I can look at it and I can look at these people that are renouncing their faith or whatever they're doing. They're just taking a step back. I don't know the ins and outs. I just looked at it a little bit, but I'm like, these people are so fucking desperate to find the fucking truth. And they're so, and God bless them for being bold enough to step away. God bless them for being ballsy enough to post it on fucking social media and to be attacked by the church. There's freedom on the other side of it, you guys. There's free, there, you don't have to live in fear and you don't have to live in condemnation. I was the queen of saying there's no condemnation in Christ. Well, why was I living in this 
fucking cage then. And so after this breakthrough, I'm like, yes, like I feel, and it's not this euphoric high, it's this release of bondage that I've been under and the shame and this guilt and this paralyzing fear of being abandoned. And I am able to fully step into God will not abandon me no matter what. God is with me no matter what I do. And when I fully embrace that, it gives me freedom to be who he created me to be. And I couldn't do that before. And so now I'm telling you with full fucking conviction that if you are a woman in the church and you are hurting and you can't have sex with your husband, you can't orgasm, you can't stop binge eating, you can't stop taking an antidepressant, you're not fucking being realistic with yourself, there is freedom on the other side of your fear. And you can step away for a second and you can reevaluate and you can learn the tools. And that's what I teach women and my clients are breaking through pain and trauma, trauma of sexual abuse and trauma of all sorts of shit in a minute and stepping away from their anxiety and into freedom. And you can have that just like I've had it. And I'm saying it with conviction that when you make the decision to do that, you change your entire life, you change the trajectory of your children's lives and every generation after that. But it is up to you. Nobody's gonna come to you with a magic pill. Nobody's gonna come to you and save you. Nobody is going, Jesus isn't up there like, oh, do this and then I'll offer these blessings. He's there with open arms, ready to fucking show you the entire universe that he's created and all of the blessings and beauty. And you have to make the decision that you are sick of suffering and you're sick of making excuses for yourself and for the church and the people around you. And when you do that, everything changes. So I encourage you, contact me on Facebook, contact me on Instagram. Let's get the program started for you because the freedom on the other side of it will change your life forever. And I look forward to hearing from you guys.